Welcome to Rumiki Talks podcast. I'm your host, Konstantin Starodetsky. This is a space where I interview professionals from the entertainment industry and discuss popular film-related topics with my co-host and producing partner, Rumana Dinevska. Our goal is to help and motivate aspiring filmmakers to get their films made. Enjoy. Welcome to Rumiki Talks. And today we're going to talk about a zero-budget filmmaking checklist. What is that? A zero-budget filmmaking checklist. Is it even possible? The short answer is yes. Yes, it is possible. But it also depends. Well, if you want to make a Hollywood blockbuster short film, the answer is probably no. But if you want to make a film, a decent enough film that you can screen in public with your friends, family, or even people who you don't know, then the answer is yes. But then there are a lot of little details that you have to keep in mind in order to make this short film a zero-budget short film. And what are those? We're going to discuss with Rumena in this episode. Rumke, why don't you start with the first two items on the checklist? The first thing you need to have is a story. It's very simple. You have to have a story to make a film. But how do you come up with that story? I think the best way to go about it is to first work on the tone. So writing down how you imagine the tone of the film. And that's one of the first things that Christopher Nolan does before writing any of his screenplays and his movies. So what he does is he sits down and he writes the overall tone of the film, how he imagines it how he sees the world, how he sees the characters, the colors, the shapes, the, the tone of the dialogue, just the overall mood of the film. So start there. I think it's very helpful and it's very important. And you don't need many tools to do this. I mean, you can just type it uh, on your laptop. You don't even need to print it out. You can just have a safe paper. But you can, if you prefer to use a pen and a notebook, you can even do that. Just take a piece of paper or your notebook and write it with your pen. I would start with writing the tone and then you can transfer to writing the screenplay. And one very important thing to do before you shoot your film is to make sure you lock your screenplay. Because you're only going to save money if you have a locked screenplay. Which means you're so sure with your screenplay, you've done several drafts, you've set the locations, you've set the characters, and it's locked. You're not going to change anything. I mean, of course, there might be minor details that you might change on set. But in order to save money and save time... It's important that the important things, the essential things of the story of the screenplay are locked and set and you feel that this screenplay is now ready to be made because no one wants to be on set and the director is changing his mind and his thinking and he's changing up the whole the whole scenes when everyone else has set up already for what they've had based on the screenplay they've received. 
So make sure you don't shoot anything before you log that screenplay. And if it takes a few months and if it takes a long time, give yourself that time. Doesn't matter because you want to make sure that that screenplay is in the best possible shape. What would you add to this, Constantine? Well, the next is the visual part of it, the visual and light part of it. Shot list and light plan. Why are these important on zero budget filmmaking checklist? Because you want to save money. That's why. Shot list is basically your screenplay in the form of pictures, almost like comic book with numbers of the scenes on it. What it does, it helps you to pre-visualize your movie in advance. And by doing so, it helps you to save money. Why is it important? Because you need to know how uh, you want to move your camera, how you want to position uh, your subject or your actors, how you want to use the light that you have. It is very important to save money because you don't want to come on your set and try to figure out things. You're going to just waste your time that will eventually translate in wasting money because you're not going to be doing your job because you're not working and you're not getting paid for that. So you don't want to waste time on while you're filming. So make sure that you have the, the, the shot list and it doesn't have to be perfect at all. It could be a stick figures. Mm -hmm. The main idea is to just give you visual help for that, that help you to see how you're going to move shot after shot. What are the sequence of the shots? Even if you go on set and you throw away all of your shot list that you designed for yourself, it's still great to have it because you already have done the prep work that's now is brewing in your subconsciousness. But if you haven't done so, then well, you're just going to be improvising. You're going to be gambling. Yeah, you can win, but most of the time you're going to lose. So you don't want that. You want to have your film efficient and you want to and effective. If you got people to work with you for free, then you have to make sure that they are confident in you as a director, as a creator of the movie. And another thing is the light plan. The light plan is basically how are you going to position the light sources for your movie? Where are you going to position them? What are the light sources? For the purpose of this zero-budget filmmaking checklist, you don't want to spend or rent anything. You just want to use whatever you have already. The lights in your apartment, the house lights, the uh, candles maybe you have, lighters. Even the laptop produces some light. And if you use a low-noise camera, it may work as well. But on the actual filming equipment we're going to talk a little bit later on this checklist for now we're just talking about the essential prep work that you need to keep in mind to not just save money but don't spend because the whole point of zero budget filmmaking checklist is to be able to make a film with zero budget make sure it's a game for you if you don't spend money on something that's 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 again that you're winning but if you have to spend on something then you're kind of losing it a little bit <laughs> the goal is to make a movie and uh, and show it to the people and don't spend uh, money on it. Yeah. You don't have to win Oscar with this film. You don't have to do anything. Even though, <laughs> you know, who knows. But it's not the goal. The goal is just to make a movie that you enjoy with zero budget. Without spending any money. Sarumke, what other items we need to check before making a zero budget film? The next thing on the list is a zero budget budget. Really what we mean by that is... Yes, you're trying to make this movie for zero dollars or for no budget at all, but you will be using some of your, I mean, most of your own resources. 
So it's really helpful to make a list where you list all the items you're bringing, all the, your own equipment that you're bringing to the project. Um, like if you're cooking food of your own, you can put that there as well. Any props, costumes. So all of that should be nicely organized in a list. So you, you're organized and you have a track of what you are bringing to this project. Um, and make sure you don't forget anything. Really, like organization is key to make a movie happen and especially to make it for zero dollars. Actors. Another thing is like a cast list. And how are you going to find actors? Well, the first thing you do is you reach out to some of your friends and ask them to make a movie with you. You know, you're asking for a favor, obviously, but you have to What's in it for them is a fun experience in creating art together. So uh, approach your friends. If you have professional actor friends, even better. I think that actors are always hungry to get on any project, especially if they're free, you know. Uh, they always want to practice their craft. You can also give them an incentive. And I think a best incentive for everyone not just actors, but anyone working on a film is that the movie is going to be screened. Because, like, you know how many times I've worked as an assistant director to a project and I, then I never see that project? And honestly, I would have loved to have seen it. I don't know. If, because directors tend to, like, never finish a film and it just get, goes into years of post-production. Or like, don't do a screening, a private screening. It doesn't matter if you don't end up submitting your film to some festivals. You can always organize a mini screening from your for your friends and your cast and your family members in your house, really. And just make it a fun experience because everyone is curious. Everyone wants to see what we've done, like what's the end product. Even if like it sucks, honestly. It's just about having fun. It's just about seeing the final uh, product that everyone worked on then I mean honestly you don't even need to have actors like a movie doesn't always have to have actors you can even use some object um, to make a movie you know you can make a movie about a balloon you can <laughs> make yeah. a movie about a fork <laughs> really just use your creativity if there's a story if there's a um, interesting story with a three-act structure, you can make a movie, really. You can make a movie in your apartment with your fork. <laughs> 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 or your teddy bear, you know. I challenge you, make a movie about a fork. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do use actors, make sure you send them an actor release form, which is free. You can find it online and send it online, and they're going to sign it online. Yes, yes. Thank you for bringing that point, Constantine. Yes, that's very, very important. You just want to make sure that you have uh, your, your, your actor's permission to use their image, to use their voice, especially if you plan to post this project online somewhere or further uh, submit it to festivals or whatever. You do need to have an actor's release form. So keep that in mind. And really, like you, you can find a template online. And just have them sign it beforehand. So what's next on our checklist? The next on the checklist is the gear that we'll be using to make our films, our zero-budget films. Camera, sound, and lights. 
those are the essentials that you need to make a movie. There's lots of other things that you can use, of course, but since we have a zero-budget film, we just focus on bare minimum, the essentials. So camera. Here, there is absolutely no excuses. If you don't have a smartphone, your friend has it. And if he doesn't, his friend has it. If you can find a phone, you can find a camera. But if you do have a DCLR camera, or mirrorless camera, or some other camera, then use that. The better camera you have, the better. But you, ha you don't chase the better camera. Just use something that you already have or have an access to, have an easy access to. Second is the sound. Sound, sound is important. Sound is an essential thing. That, that, the thing that makes amateur films amateur and uh, professional films professional because some even blockbuster films shoot some scenes on the GoPro cameras. You know, Black Swan movie, uh, there were some sequences in Subway that were shot on Canon 7D, which is incredible. Sound, try to find uh, the best sound gear that you can. If you don't, then consider not recording sound on set and, and doing it in post-production and making a silent film. You can try to record on your phone. It's not going to be perfect sound, but it still might be usable for, for dialogue, for some type of dialogue, but it's not going to be perfect. Uh, it definitely might not get into the festivals if you're able to submit this film. But it's good enough to show your friends and family because as long as they hear their voices or voices of um, actors, it's gonna be okay for them. The goal of this movie, again, is to make it for zero dollars. So then you can enjoy yourself in the creative, immerse yourself in the creative process and share this process with your friends. But if you do have access to sound gear, then use it. But don't get trapped into it. If you don't have sound gear or if you don't wanna use the smartphone sound, then don't use it and make it a silent film. This, uh, the title of this episode is a zero budget film. So it can be anything. It can be a silent film. It can be a montage, which is basically a collection of scenes. Or it can be a documentary film. And then you do voiceover later in post using either your phone or, or the computer. And the third thing is the light. You need light. If there is no light, there is no movie. It's just going to be a dark... It's just going to be dark or black footage. You need light. Even if it's house light. Even if it's a candle. Candle is actually beautiful light it has a nice color temperature and it does wonders to faces so consider using that and it's pretty cheap and it's probably in your kitchen already so you're not gonna spend money on that the sunlight is always great and beautiful if you know how to use it if you're just starting out sunlight can be the worst nightmare ever because you cannot control it it's always moving the clouds can come the rain may start you never know. If you don't live in, in, in Los Angeles, then yeah, that probably is the worst type of light that you can use. But if you do decide to use, you have to have a plan. You get yourself an app that shows you how the sun moves or uh, for free, I mean. You don't spend any money on any apps. Make sure that you know where the sun's going to be in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and anywhere in between. Because... In that case, it becomes a controllable source of light, more or less. So then you can organize your schedule around it and make sure that it works. And how to do that and how to use the light, it's another conversation. This episode is about the checklist that you have to keep in mind before starting. So make sure that you have these three pieces of gear in mind. The camera, the sound gear, and the light source. Don't spend anything on the lights. That's a zero-budget film. So, Rumkia, what are the last 
two pieces on our checklist? The last two pieces on our checklist are editing software. Of course, you need to edit the movie, put the puzzle together to make it happen, and then to screen your film. So where do you find an editing software? Well, most of the iPhones today and laptops, they have iMovie. So you can always use iMovie, the most basic program ever to edit. And it works perfectly fine. If you don't have it, some of your friends might have it. So you can just borrow their phone on your lunch break from work or from school. You edit 30 minutes each day until you finally put the movie together. I mean, seriously, it takes an effort it takes sacrifices and you know you can but if you have the willpower you can do it it will it might take longer but there if you really want to put the movie together and screen it and edit it you will find a way you can always edit on iMovie you can even find some online free programs a lot of also softwares offer like a trial subscription that you can you know, use the trial and try to edit during your trial period. <laughs> so there are ways, is what I'm saying. And the last part of this magnificent journey of our wonderful checklist is screening your film. Yay. Yes, people, you have to screen your film. You, you actually have to plan this in the beginning, in your zero budget budget, right the zero budget for your screening room, which can be just your living room in front of your little small television. Doesn't matter. You can even put a projector and screen it on the wall, on an empty wall, whatever, or on the ceiling. Honestly, you have to screen your film. It's just going to be an amazing experience for everyone. Invite everyone who was involved, even if it was like a very small crew, like three people, five people crew, Invite your grandparents, invite your family, and show them the film. Make some popcorn, bring some kombucha or some drinks, whatever. And, you know, make it a little gathering, a little screening party. It will feel amazing. You will see that you've accomplished something. Your hard work paid off. You actually have something to screen. You have a movie that you made for zero budget. Yes, that's the cherry on the top. Screen your films. Sir Constantine the Great, we have arrived to the end of our episode. And you know what that means? That means we're going to talk about obsession of the week. <laughs> so what is your obsession of the week? <laughs> well... My obsession of the week, I'd say it's measuring how many miles I took to walk to work and back. Because I started to walk to work and it's incredible experience because I used to spend that time after work. So then I have little time to do my creative stuff. So now I use the commute time to actually walk. And while I'm doing that, I also measuring how many steps and calories I burn. And it's incredible. I walk four miles, so it's two miles each way. It's quite a sizable distance and I take some clothes to change with me. So it works fine. 
and it um, makes all the anxieties and worries go away before I start work. And also it releases me from all the stress and things that I might experience um, at work when I'm going back home. So this is a great tool for you to relax and maybe even find ideas for a film because it's 38 minute walk, more or less. It's a good enough time to think about something. Think about a movie, think about story. Think yeah. about your next cut that you want to make or the next movie or the next actor or actress you want to cast. So, yeah, I'd say measuring my activities, measuring my walks and actually walking is my obsession of this week. So, Rumki, what is your obsession of this week? Well, my obsession of the week, like a true victim of capitalism, are white sneakers. I have been <laughs> obsessed with finding white sneakers for myself. First of all, I think white sneakers are great because, I mean, you can combine them with everything. It's just one of those sneakers that you can wear with a dress and it will look fine, you know. Back in the day, I used to have uh, the Adidas Superstars and now they kind of look like, yeah, they're kind of dated. And <laughs> they went through so many, so much research on what sneakers to buy. Everyone is wearing the Nike Air Force One right now. I used to have those in high school. I truly love them. But because everyone is wearing them, I didn't want to buy them. I was thinking between the Sam Smiths from Adidas. And then I ended up on buying the Reebok Club C85. Which probably everyone has them too. <laughs> but hey, they're not Nikes. But uh, I'm going to give them a try. I really like them. I really like how they look. I didn't buy the vintage look, which is kind of like with the green and off-white. I, I, I bought like a crisp white ones. So I'm going to give them a try and let you all know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. And make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rumike Talks Podcast. You can find the show notes at rumike.com. I'm your host, Konstantin Starodetsky. My producing partner, Rumena Dinevska. See ya.